Hey, Grace. Yeah, David? Do you want to go back? Back where? Back to the best. Back to the best? Back Back to to the the best. best. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Back to the Best. I'm David. And I'm Grace, and this is our podcast where we talk about all the best things from the 90s to the 2000s, which is also known as The Best Times. To all our first-time listeners, welcome. To all our former besties returning, welcome back, you guys. Hey, not the day this goes up, but today that we're recording it, it's St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patty's Day. May the luck of the Irish be with you. Was that was that good? Mm, so I took an accent class. Was it called? Is an accent class? It was like a dialogue course. And they were saying that the Irish accent often has upglides at the end of it. Oh, Cora's so happy that it's St. Patrick's Day Cora, as well. Cora's, fa- Cora's Irish. She is so Irish. We, we, we did a like, uh, what is it, 23 and Me with Cora? Mm. And she's only Irish. <laughs> she's 100% <laughs> Irish. Um, yeah, but my teacher was saying, if you upglide at the end of your sentences, that helps with the Irish accent. Upglide. Like, 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 um, if, like if when you're talking, if it goes like this, like it goes up at the end. You know, I, end. I do that on accident anyway. A lot of the times my sentences go up at the end, but I yeah. think it's a nervous thing for me. But I'm also 50% Irish. Oh, well, I guess if it's like if you do at the end of the rainbow, Oh, you know, like it goes. And if you do that with your hand, you guys can't see us. But if you do like the roller coaster motion with your hand, may the luck of the Irish be with you at the end of the rainbow. <laughs> we're going to stop. We're offending so many people. Someone, I know we're so sorry. We're both actually Irish, though. I've been to Ireland. I loved it. Oh, God. He's an, he's an Irish boy. I have, have my green on. I wore my green. I have this is my Dang green it. shirt that comes out once a year. I do I have a green shirt? I think I do somewhere, but I'm wearing pink, you guys. Why did I do that? Well, it is uh, the Irish love. Or the Irish pink. love the pink. <laughs> it's green or pink, either one works. Um, we probably talk about this every year, but my favorite Ir- Irish things, St. Patrick's Day things are shamrock shakes, which David has still never had, and Not. Irish potatoes, which no one has in California. So I'm going to get food after this, and I'm going to get some Irish nachos. What are Irish nachos? Basically just regular nachos, except potatoes. Are, yep. Mm-hmm. I just thought of it. I was like, I think you told me about these before. That'll it's, be fun. It's the best of everything. You know what? Okay, so I went to the doctor a couple weeks ago, and I got my blood work done, as you should every year, everybody. Oh, I'm, and- I'm going. I got my blood work done the other day. We're just spokespeople for it. <laughs> They called me with my results to tell me that like everything was fine. And he was just like, the only thing that was a little high for you was your potassium, but maybe you just had an extra potato or an extra banana. And I was like, sir, if you know me. Extra, 10 extra potatoes. (laughs) If you know me, I have an extra potato every day. Oh, that's, some people are like, you know, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. David is a strict and consistent potato a day keeps the doctor away. That's just how you get through life. But look at you. You're young. You're spry. You're, you're fine. Young, spry. And fine. And fine. <laughs> well, um, something else here in California, well, here in LA, I should say, they opened up indoor dining. I didn't know that until you told me. Yeah. I saw, well, I've, see, I've seen people eating inside. 
Um, I noticed a lot more traffic on the road today. We, David and I were just talking about that as well. Oh, the traffic, and you guys. I know. So obviously we get to some news at some point, but we can't, we just have to get it out because it just happened today and we're jumping to it really, really fast. But you guys, Disneyland is opening. April 30th. We're, we're, April 30th. we're actually standing in line right now. We're standing in line right now. Hi everyone. Hi. Yeah, hi, hi, Mickey. I'm so Winnie. excited to be back. Oh, Winnie, <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> a dream is a wish your heart makes. Um, uh, when you're fast asleep and when you're awake because we're at Disneyland <laughs> right now. So thank you so much. We are so excited. There is a date, April 30th, that was announced today, which really just made our day. I mean, okay, the guest we're about to talk to is going to make our day, let's be serious, but this is also, it's just a great day all around. It's a great day. It's a great time to be alive. Um, and it's also, a, things, a, and it's just great. It's, it's a great, and you know what else is great? Hmm. The Grammys. The Grammys. <laughs> Trying to find those segues. What a segue. Honestly, that was the best segue, I think, in the history of BTTB. Thank you. I was going off of the G and G, and then we were talking about Green Grammys. Next year, the Grammys should be green. They should be on St. Patrick's Day. Uh huh. Green Grammys. And they should be green Grammys. And they, yeah, they should should all be green. They should color the Grammys, like not gold Mm -hmm. next year. Mm-mm. Well, it's also Everyone next year will be, in green. and it's going to be 2022, and 22 is the green year. Oh my God. You guys, I worked the Grammys this weekend, which was my first award show back of this year. Well, actually, since last year, obviously. It was very, very different, but still so fun. Everyone yeah. was so safe. Yeah, they gave us like these really great Grammys masks. And Ugh, we love a good know, mask. Who wasn't there? Beyonce. Taylor Swift. I texted David right away. I saw Taylor. She texted me right away, but not a picture. We're not allowed to take any photos. But if anyone you were going to get fired for. You're right. You're right. This is my mistake. <laughs> I, fully, I take full responsibility. This is my mistake. Did you watch? You watched them though, right? I watched them. Yeah. yeah. I loved them. I mean, if you, Grace had told me that all the performances were pre-recorded. But it would have been pretty easy to figure that out as you're watching because they didn't, I was kind of surprised they didn't have the performers wear at least similar hairstyles or the same oh, outfits they did to nothing. try and trick us that they didn't pre-record every performance. Oh, we would see them walking back, like backstage. It was on a roof, so there wasn't really a backstage. And then they would also be performing on the monitor. And it was like, well, we're, no one's trying at all. <laughs> they pre-recorded everything. But honestly, that probably made it so much easier for like the stage managers this year and everything. Everything was uh, Margaret, my friend Margaret, who I met. She's a stage manager for the Grammys. We became fast friends. She told me it was very on time. On time? Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Which, like um, they weren't running late, which made me oh, think because there was okay. no performances, you know? That's true. Yeah, everything. They just had to can you imagine though, like the director or whoever's like pushing the buttons, like if they push the wrong one and they're like, <gasps> coming up is Taylor Swift. And then Miranda Lambert came on. Oh my God. Miranda Lambert was so nice. So I saw her and I saw her interact with another artist. She was just the nicest person ever. I'm glad because some people try to say that Miranda's not nice and I never want to believe it. I thought she was very nice. Miranda, come on the podcast. Miranda, we love we'd love to talk about if you're nice or not. No, I love her. I've seen her in concert <laughs> twice, three times, three times. Thrice. Thrice. <laughs> so she's just, she was really nice. Oh, I'm about to come at you with another great segue. Okay. 
I'm ready. So we were just like, she's nice. She's nice. She's nice. You know who else is really nice? Who? <laughs> Our guest today. What? Oh, this is going to rhyme. Our guest today, whose name is Devin Way. Oh, you know him from Gray. I know. Anatomy. I'm like, how can we keep going? Mm-hmm. There you um, go, Gray. He worked for Dr. Gray. And, and he's just, he knows the way. And is a His last name is Way. He's A-OK, Devin Way. You guys, we're going to talk to Devin Way today. <laughs> yeah, you know him from, he was on Grey's Anatomy. He played Dr. Blake. And, and you guys you know us, mm-hmm. we were about to say the same thing. We were about to say the same, same thing. thing. <laughs> you know how much we love Grey's Anatomy. So we are so stinking excited. We are so excited for you guys to hear this episode. Devin is seriously one of the nicest people in the world. He's so fun. You guys are going to love this episode. We talk all about Grays, his favorite things from the 90s and the 2000s, obviously. Obviously. So we're, we're going to stop because you know how we do. We're going to stop blabbing and we're going to get into it. Here he is. Here is Devin Way. Well, Devin, thank you so much again for coming on. We are just chatting away, but to the people listening who are meeting you for the first time, what can you tell us about yourself? No pressure. The most vague question we could ask. <laughs> what do you want? To, what do you want to share? What are your interests? What are your ho- anything you want? <laughs> well, um, I am a four hundred pound white man mm-hmm. um, who was born in. I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> I, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll post a photo. Check the picture on our Instagram right now. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I was born and raised in East Texas. Um, my name's Devin. I'm from a town called Lufkin, and I used to have the thickest accent on the planet. I was going to um, ask you that because I don't hear it at all. Uh-uh. Well, I went to a speech pathologist for a year, and mm. now I talk like this. But before, <laughs> I literally talk like this. Like, really? completely relax and just go into my natural voice, this is what I would sound like. Does it come back when you go home? A little bit. Well, I would say like, no, but then I, I came back here one time a few years ago and everyone was like, what happened to you? And I was like, hey y'all, what's wrong with me? like, you're right, I need to relax. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, oh yeah, so more about me. Um, gosh, it's so hard. Take, no, you, take I, your time, I, you, don't, you can stop whenever you want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a actor and a model. Uh, I moved here to LA about four years ago, and um, I'm a Gemini. My birthday's May 31st. Uh, same, not not the same birthday, but I'm a Gemini. Oh, what's when's your birthday? June 8th. Okay, amazing. Yeah. Eight days apart. I love mm-hmm. it. Um, and I don't really know what it means to be a Gemini. I just know I get mixed reviews when I tell people that, <gasps> and when I tell people I'm a triple Gemini. Oh, what does that mean? Exactly. I don't know anything about the star signs, like horoscopes. I don't don't understand any of it. (laughs) Honestly, that's what I was going for when I said it. I was like, oh, they're going to love that. They'll run with it. (laughs) They were like, oh, a triple Gemini. Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) Exotic and unique. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. There's probably some person I'm talking to that were like, oh, that means you did it. That's a lot of Gemini energy. Then I'm like, (laughs) I cool. <laughs> Sometimes I, I tell people I'm a Gemini and they I I get told that Geminis are crazy. Multiple people have been like, "Oh, you're a Gemini?" like 
I don't know. It's not the most positive thing to some people, but I also don't understand what any of it means. Mm -hmm. Right. That's exactly how I feel, Grace. It's either like, they're like, you're crazy and you have, there's two sides to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what are you hiding? <laughs> like a coin. <laughs> like, mm. It's your like Instagram a, bio. I have two yeah. sides to me. I'm like a coin. <laughs> like a coin. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I probably have like two sides, like a hungry side and a mm -hmm. happy side. Mm -hmm. You know, like, that's fair. That's fair. Those are good. I mean, those are fine sides. You're hungry, you're happy. Yeah, you can take like it either way. And then the sleep side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, David, what's your star sign? I'm an Aquarius, which again, I don't know what it means. You like to swim. <laughs> but that's me. <laughs> you like to swim. <laughs> that's my Instagram bio. <laughs> uh, I don't think Aquariuses are water signs though, right? Oh. Yes, wrong, wrong audience people <laughs> we, can, we could google um, it you know we could we could google it yeah. we have access to the internet i know because i truly a lot of my friend i have a lot of friends that are really into it there's an app no what is it called there's an co app that you can co-star that is literally mm -hmm. the one and everybody talks about it and everyone says you need to have it and i'm i'm like open to all this stuff i just don't have that connection that everybody does yeah, or the 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 knowledge, you know. Yeah. I'm like, I, yeah. Like, I've had so many people tell me about me based on my star sign <laughs> that I should remember. That I'm just like, mm, I'm having mm. trouble remembering your name, let alone all well, the things. <laughs> the the people who know everything about your sign don't just say one thing about it. I feel like anytime someone talks about it, they just go on for forever. <laughs> like, what oh are we my even God. discussing right now? Yeah. Right. Which oh. is why the 90s and early 2000s were the best because you didn't have to worry about it. Honestly. Oh my God, no one knew what the heck any of it was. It wasn't talked about. No, we weren't all Googling our horoscope every day. We weren't Googling anything. That's so true. There's <laughs> <laughs> just me and my clip bit. And I was just oh, yes. chilling with my 30 seconds of Britney Spears and Backstreet Boys. Oh my God. God, I love hit clips. I would love them. I, had I have a them in like a box one. over here still. Oh yeah, you do. Prove it. Hold on. Prove it. Please hold. go get them. I think they're over here. David's mom keeps everything. She literally keeps everything. And he went home. He drove. He like drove home during the pandemic, and he came back with like hit clips. He found like old DVDs, like Mary Kate and Ashley stuff, um, like old CDs. I can't even. His mom keeps everything. <laughs> Where's he from? He's from Illinois. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm going to freak. I'm going to lose my mind, Grace, if he really pops in here with one of those. He's going to, he has a hit clip. I'm telling you. I can't remember. I think there might be like a Britney one. Okay. Got him. <gasps> there they are. I got my, my Britney. I knew there was a Britney in there. I'm a slave for you. Aaron Carter. <laughs> Shut up. What is it? What song is Aaron Carter's? Does it say? I don't even remember this song. Um, Wow, I can't read it. Oh God, we're getting old. Leave it up to <laughs> me. I don't remember that one. I don't know why I own this. Um, what else Leave do I Leave it have? up to me. I don't remember that one either. Backstreet Boys, The Call. Oh. I'm, listen, this is rocking my world right now. Like, <laughs> and I'm Pink. What? Most, most girls. girls. Most girls. Mm -hmm. I don't and really Independent that. Women. Oh my Come God, on. I love Destiny's Child. <sighs> 
Yeah, no, I was home uh, back in like September, October. And so I just like loaded up everything into this box <laughs> and brought it out. So I was like, oh, we can post this on the Instagram. We can do this for a TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That's really, really cool. Um, like, did y'all ever figure out y'all's theme song? Speaking of songs. Mm. Oh, like our new intro? <laughs> Yes. No. 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 You see, so our friend Mikkel, who was our first guest, God bless her, we had no idea what we were doing like two years ago. And she is a singer songwriter and she helped us with the theme song we have now, but we just want to change it up and we need a new one. Oh, y'all should. Since your first guest came out like with like a tune, you should have everyone who comes on your, your show come <gasps> up with a little tune and then just that's mm-hmm. okay. Should we take pieces of each one and put it together or finale at the very end? Okay. Oh, okay. It's like, you know, what is that? Like, not like out of the box, but, um, gotta love out of that the is box. from out of the box, yeah. but like, so you know, like, yeah, farewell right. to you, my friend. I love out of the box. So now, right. And then like we meet again and then someone has to come up with like a line <gasps> and then we meet again. My favorite thing is my dog <laughs> and then so then you go boom and then like you go my favorite thing is my dog and then it goes on to that many episodes and you have a whole theme song <gasps> Devin okay it's better start thinking about manager. your <laughs> tell oh, us no, all these ideas my, I love my dog about to end. <laughs> it'll be better it'll be better <laughs> wait do you you have a dog right yes where oh god okay. she's asleep oh She's so, she's so she's cute. So cute. Oh my God. She's so, is she always this calm? He's a boy. And oh he's God. A oh, he's so cute. And attention. Oh, but, but we, we want to give him so much. Oh, he's so, oh my God. Just kid, Yeah. Give him the, oh my God. Oh, his little floppy skin. Oh, I'm sorry. You don't oh. want it. Oh my God. Devin, he's so cute. Thank you. He's an American bulldog um, boxer mix. Oh, oh my God. What a mix. So he's big. I mean, he looks kind of big. Yeah, he's 90 pounds of just like hunkums. Yeah. <laughs> Did you I'm adopt like, him or was he like? That's actually my Instagram bio. <laughs> oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> if you haven't caught, he changes his bio frequently. <laughs> Wait, Devin, we were already we were already talking about this. My favorite thing about your bio is that it says your account is monitored by your parents. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, it's I did so good. All the, um, all the tween stars accounts mm-hmm. say that. Yeah. And, oh my god. Yeah. And it's all monitored. That my mom, I'm not anything. I posted online. And if she listens to this, she's going to be so upset that I'm telling you this story. But my dad's a pastor, right? And so um, I'm a PK in the truest sense of the word. Like, and I was very, very modest growing up, like internally, like no one had to put that on me. I just was. And mm-hmm. so I moved to LA and I remember I took a photo, like it was on a photo shoot, like a photographer did it. And I was wearing a turtleneck and I was in the street and I had, is about the watch, but I had, I pulled up the bottom of the sweater. And so you could see my belly and like my V and I'm like laughing this big smile. And I saw the photo. And I was like, Oh, this is such a good picture. I look so wholesome and kind, but also like my body, yaddy, yaddy is like, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, it's not good. Yeah. 
it's not a big snack, but it's like just a mm-hmm. little taste, taste. It's an hors d'oeuvre. That's what we're going out to be for. <laughs> and I post it. Literally, it was like an hour later. My mom sends oh, no. me a screenshot Uh-oh. of this photo with crop guidelines around the oh. picture and <laughs> a paragraph. I'm not lying. Hey, it was the longest text she's ever sent me about my standard. <laughs> and oh, like, no. Oh, it was like a whole situation. And I remember <laughs> seeing this text and my entire face turned red. Oh, my and God. I was yeah. like, Oh no, what have I done? Uh, <laughs> the I feeling, like, like the feeling of possible disappointment to your parents is one of the worst things. It's not like you mouthed off or said something sarcastic. Like if you disappointed them, mm-hmm. oh, forget it. I'm like, I'm ruined. I don't know what to do. I, <laughs> how do I ever come back from this? I'm the worst kid ever. <laughs> you will find me in the dark, hiding in the corner, but I am melted. <laughs> Thank God. That's anyway, true, we'll, we'll post that photo. Devin's going to send it over. I'm going to send it over with the crop guidelines. Well, I was going to say with the crop, yeah, the actual screenshot I love screenshot that of she the text. sent you that with the crop guidelines. Okay. She told me it was a beautiful photo. And because I'm a boy, it was okay to like have my shirt. You know, she's like, you've worked really hard for your body. I understand wanting to show it. Um, but it was the V that was really upsetting to her. Mm, and no. she was like, she's like, people... She's like, people are looking at this and it could you know, cause problems for them. So just yeah. remember you have a standard. And that's all she said. She didn't tell me to delete the photo or anything. She's like, yeah. this would have been an appropriate crop and remember mm-hmm. your standard. And now anytime I feel like I'm compromising my standard, whatever it may be, like, let's say I want to cook instead of ordering food. I remember that I have a standard. So I order food. You've carried it through you all this time. (laughs) It really stuck with you. (laughs) (laughs) We have standards. Gosh. (laughs) Wait, so did you leave the picture up? Yes, I did. I did. I was very proud. Like copious amounts of sweat and hives later. The photo still there. I would cause a full breakdown. I was like, what do I do? I'm my own person. Well, so, okay. So you're obviously an actor. If you ever did or had to do kind of like a racy scene, would you be nervous about your mom watching it? Um, honestly. Cause I feel like I would freak out. Yes. So here's a, I mean, I don't know if I can, I was just, okay. There's a very, very, very popular show that I just got put, um, um, that I like, I sent a tape for a lead character, and the show was very racy. And in the breakdown, it's like nudity required and like simulated sex scenes. And I remember, like, at this point in my career, I'm like, if it's a cool show, if it's a cool project, I'm like, oh, of course I'll do it. And if I get it, we'll have that conversation later. <laughs> uh-huh. So, um, but like for the past like four years, I've just been sending out tapes and they've just been going into the void and I'll never hear from them again, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, oh, I'll never have to worry about it. Well, I found that they sent my tape to the creator of the show. And it's like, there's a very real possibility I was going to get this part. And I was like, You're like, oh man. Oh no. <laughs> and it literally, it was this real thing that went through my head. I was like, because it's not like ABC or like, you know, a family network. It's like a straight up HBO show. That could be like, Yeah. Yeah. 
those people are getting naked, 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 and like <laughs> they, and they are having, like a minute long sex scene. It's not like a, <laughs> no. I was like, if we had a problem with my V, she's gonna have a big problem. It's gonna be a huge that. problem. Yeah, the rest of my alphabet. You know, <laughs> <laughs> the rest of my alphabet. That's yeah. so good. <laughs> And I was like, oh, but I will say, yes, I would do it. And depending on what the project was, yes, I would do it. I would have the conversation to negotiate how much of my body is being seen. Mm -hmm. And um, I would then either not tell her about it at all and hope that she (laughs) never, ever finds the show or be like, hey, as your child who loves you and respects you a lot, there may be some photos floating around on the internet of me that you may not want to Google my name ever again. Mm-hmm. Oh no. So, like, mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's my plan. Yeah. It's like plan. a solid plan. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, mom, we have a standard. <laughs> mom, mm-hmm. remember, mm-hmm. we have a standard. Just never Google me again. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> We're not going to talk. <laughs> That's this new standard. Wait, so did yeah. you move to LA for acting or modeling or both? So I moved here um, for with for with the dream of being active. Uh, I also did not want to move here and was forced to come here and mm. hated it upon my arrival. But now uh, I like it. Oh, good. <laughs> it grew on you. I'm going to say if this is a four, if this is a four year of dread, that would be really really unpleasant. <laughs> No, it's really great now, actually. Actually, going home to Texas, I remember when I was there, I was like, I never want to leave this place, being Mm. Texas. Yes. The land of milk and honey, it's amazing. People are so nice here, and it's beautiful. I come here, and I was like, oh, pretty people, pretty land. Everyone here is the most talented person in their town. Everyone. Mm. And so now, like, it's a land full of special people, which makes nobody special. Mm. And then you're like, and then I got super sick when I first got here. Um, and I was positive I was dying. I was like, oh. I'm lit. I went to the doctor and I never go to the doctor. Um, and I was sure of like, it's cancer. I'm going, I'm dying. And the doctor's like, mm, you have allergies? And I was like, no, sir. <laughs> no, sir. I've never had allergies in my entire life. I was like, it's something bad. It has to be. It's terminal. And he's like, hmm. Try Claritin. And I was like, ah. You're like, so by allergies, you really meant to say cancer. Yeah, I'm like. I have a month tops. I was like, great. The doctors here don't know what they're talking about either. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. We're we're glad it was just allergies. We're so glad, Devin. I'm really glad too. I was like, wow. So. Once I figured out that whole thing and like obviously traffic and how to eat here, it was mm-hmm. just like the simple things. And yeah. I made friends and I became a part of the Soul Cycle community, which is how I met you. And yeah. great. It was just like I was like, wow, there's so much more here that just did not exist in my world before. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like in so much new that I didn't understand that I didn't even know I didn't understand. I was meeting all different types of new people that, and all different types of experiences in this world. And I was like, wow, my bubble was so small and I thought it was the world. Oh my gosh, yeah. well, it's all you knew. Mm-hmm. 
it was all you knew. And this LA is such a melting pot of people, which has its ups and downs. But I, you know, David and I are both transplants as well here. And I totally get it. You find people that have like similar interests. And for you, like you're pursuing acting and modeling, and this is a great place to do it. So hopefully along the way, you would find people that you become friends with and makes it worth it. Cause if not, you just, it might not be the place for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. so overcrowded. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's so, it was so cool just to like, I was very fortunate when I moved here that, um, uh, I had a very unique look, like I had really big hair and, um, mixed with my can't meet a stranger personality. I kind of could sell anything. And so, uh, I would just walk in and I would book all these model jobs. And so that was paying for my acting career. And then okay. I had soul cycle, which is, was just essentially like feeding into my fitness and spiritual and all that journey. And so it was really just beautiful, like melting pot of, I was kind of set up for success or set up for longevity. So even while acting was waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for my yes, I wasn't living in lack and I wasn't mm. to be desperate and be like, I have to book this or I'm going home. I have to book this or I'm going home. It yeah. was at the end of the day, I'll just be another fitness instructor or <laughs> I'll, I'll be my, what I'm destined to be. Yeah. yeah. That's a really healthy mindset. Yeah. That sounds like a really great way to think of it. And so we already talked about doctors and acting. So I'm going to move right along to it. Like <laughs> what a questions. segue. <laughs> I'm like queen of the segues today. I was going to say in our intro you. earlier, she was all about the segues. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> um, so we would love to ask you about Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you're like, have talked about this a million times, but we have a lot of our listeners really, really love that show. David and I are- I was going to say, up. even if they didn't, we do. And that's all that matters right now. So. <laughs> you're caught up. You're caught what? up fully. I'm, I am. Up. Grace is one behind. Oh no, not one behind. I, know. I Devin, told. I told Devin, her she needed to watch it. She said if we talk about it, we can spoil it for her. But it's okay. No, no, we we won't. We won't. No spoilers. No spoilers. Because I, I know. know. Mm. No, no, one no. You behind, Grace. Right. <laughs> I know. I blame this new GD job that I started. I should have never done it because. Literally, uh, David was like, "We need to watch. You need to watch it." I was like, "Right, right. Gotta watch it. Gotta watch and it." And I was like, "I was like, whatever you do, you have to watch Station 19 first, and then move on to Grey's Anatomy because you'll be so confused if you just pop on Grey's." <laughs> you guys want me? I don't mind hearing it though. I really don't. Well, okay. Before we talk about Grey's, okay, can we talk about Station 19 for a second? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. How do y'all feel about that show? Because mm-hmm. personally, mm-hmm. I'm low-key obsessed with the entire cast and love them um, in real life. Like they are genuinely, every single person is so amazing. Like they're the nicest people, they're the funniest people, they're the most like kind people. And at first, like as a viewer, before I knew about, when I knew I was gonna be a part of the world of Shondaland and, yeah. you know, and Grey's Anatomy, I was like, why are they forcing us to watch this show about <laughs> firefighters that nobody, you know, I was so just bitter about them. And then I started like getting to know them and seeing how this world is truly overlapping. And I'm like, this is so cool. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, David and I fully trust any and all things that come from Shonda, you know, like, we're just like, that's fine by us. 
but I get what you mean. It was kind of like, wait, I like first world problems. I have a million shows I'm clearly trying to catch up on. How am I supposed to add another one in? Well, yeah, because then they do the crossover. So I was like, okay, well now I have to I watch know. Station 9. Like it's not an option. Shonda's like, you will watch this show. Shonda asked. <laughs> I really like it. I think it's great. It's. I just thought it was so smart how they've done everything. And like, you really learn like, it's not just, I think before, like in my perception of Grey's Anatomy, it was just this hospital that was a whole world that existed in and of itself. And the second they added the world of Station 19, you're like, oh wait, there's Seattle there. And Seattle's yeah. in the world. And now they're going, you know, they're fighting fires and like doing all these things around. And you're like, oh, there's a beach. There's mm-hmm. a <laughs> That's, yeah. <laughs> it's not just a hospital. <laughs> That's <laughs> such a good point. MCU that is so true. And even how they'll have characters overlap. Well, I mean, well, way back when they kind of did that with private practice. So Addison mm-hmm. went That's to true. private practice, but so she, they're really good at that. They keep, you know, cause people are, are comfort. We like our comfort and we're like, we love, we know these characters, we know Grey's Anatomy, but if maybe one of them moves over, people are like, okay, I'll follow them. Like I'll go, I'll maybe watch this other show, but I like it too. I mean, I think it's good. Yeah, and it's great I, to hear that everyone's so nice on it. They're all so good. Yeah. Like, the acting is so good. That's what I was the most shocked about. Uh, getting, you know, because as an actor, you go in and you see when you get an opportunity to audition for something as iconic as, you know, Grey's Anatomy, you mm-hmm. genuinely, when you've been told no consistently, you're like, okay. But, you know, like, <laughs> I'll go in here. I'll read off my little paper. I'll, like do my thing and I remember getting the sides for this character Dr. Blake Sims and um just really looking at it and being like well I know this guy I am I like I literally there's the part of me that I don't get to show anybody is as arrogant and as cocky and as horrible as he presents himself (laughs) to me and I was like I know how to do that because if my experience in LA has taught me anything, mm-hmm. it's how to be a duty. <laughs> it's got to be fun to play as well. Something that's a, like a different side of you. Yeah. Yes. It reminded me like, he reminded me almost at the jump of like OG Karev. Like, oh, when Karev yeah. was like, like season one was just kind of the guy who was awful. Like, yeah. you know, and like, yeah. you're like, why do you have to suck so bad I was like that was Sims like he comes in you have this like already this set group of of interns which you know there's Levi and there's Helm and there's at the time um what's her name uh Sophia Ali she played Dr uh oh my gosh Kari uh mm, what's her name I know who you're talking about she wore the hijab and Mm -hmm. she's actually one of my good friends uh, Sophia is and so I've always been like, I was like, oh, it's so cool to be on Grey's. And then I booked it and I was like. It's so cool we're both on Grey's. Yeah. <laughs> My very first episode was one that she was in. And so, That's so I fun. we had a friend and oh. I was like, and Sophia straight up just grabbed me by the hand and was like, this is, this is how you do this. This is this comes in my trailer. And I was just sitting there taking all in. And I was like, we're a part of Shondaland. Like, that's so I, cool. Like, I shouldn't be freaking out right now, but I'm a doctor on Grey's Anatomy. That's Bailey. Like, you know, and I'm like, I would, the whole time I would be like, oh my God, she's right really, there. 
you really like take it in and then you see these people who are icons you know yeah like at, at the least they're like icons and then they're talking to you the first one of the first people um i worked with the first show actually i shot station 19 before i shot um gray's okay because yeah in in the story um i guess all your listeners will have been caught up this was season 16 so if you didn't it's (laughs) (laughs) so um they i booked the job and they're like okay your your actual intro episode will be um it's a crossover event. So you're actually going to shoot station 19, which was an episode in which I, um, there's a crash at Joe's bar and a car comes through, it breaks the wall and it hits me in the face. Oh, I remember right. <laughs> Devin. I was like, what hap- is happening? <laughs> Destroyed. <laughs> and then, um, so the very first person I met was Jesse Williams and uh-huh. Um, like oh, listeners, oh, I know you can't see them, but they melted. <laughs> like, <laughs> big XL. <laughs> yeah, I know. Everyone reacts. And if you think he looks good on TV, he looks way better in person. Oh, and then, God. God bless him. <laughs> and then he talks to you and he's just a great guy. You know, he was like, hey, welcome to the show. Congratulations. And I was like, me? And then <laughs> you're talking to me. He's like, what's your name like really got to know me and um gave me some advice and like pointers and told me a little bit about his story and uh at the time I had been slated for um I think it was like five or six episodes that were going to be in and he told me the story about how he had also like when he started was like was slated for like three or four and then it turned into a wow show he's like so you never know and I was I was remembering there and being like wow, you never know. Like Jesse Williams just told me that there's like a possibility that this th- little thing could become much bigger than, than what it is. And yeah. I was like, that's so cool. There are no small parts, just small actors. Yeah. <laughs> like, what a nice thing for him to say, really. Like you're in there, you're new. And it's just great to hear that he took that time to yeah, give you that attention. Was- Cause it's nerve wracking. I imagine. It was, it was honest. Well, actually what was so cool about it is it was so chill. Like it felt like I was taking everything in, but I wasn't overwhelmed by anything. Cause it felt like I belonged, you know? Mm. And I think truly like when you belong somewhere and you step into those rooms and, and you really feel the sense of like gravity that's around you, like mm. your body is completely, it's been ready, you prepared. And so everything else is just gratitude and appreciation for what's around you. Yeah. And then when, one who is as significant to the storyline that is Jesse Williams comes and is like, Hey, you know, happy you're here and all this stuff. You're like, wow, I'm going to go lay in the floor with the blood all over me really quick. Um, thank you. And then you have Levi, you know, Jake Borelli, who is quite literally, I don't know if he gets enough recognition for the amount of talent that is inside of his body. Yeah. But like, like he is so talented and he was just holding my head, you know, and like I'm throwing up blood and he's like crying. There's like dust and stuff. He's literally sobbing oh for like hours at a time. And I'm like, sir, can we get him some water? Yeah, he's, he's been doing this for gotta hours. be dehydrated. And he's just like, well, yeah, okay. Oh, okay, scenes off, scenes on. Okay, I'm crying again. And I'm like, I'm like, you are a star, sir. Yeah. And 
Jaren, who's JC, and she's just like also someone I believe is like, oh my gosh, she's a sleeper cell when it comes to talent. Like that girl is an untapped wellspring of just it. And oh. like takes her up so serious and is just amazing, so professional. Cannot say enough amazing things about JC. Um, but you're just sitting there taking everything in around you and you're like, I'm an actual actor in Los Angeles, <laughs> California. I'm on station 19. They know my name. And they just said that I may not survive. Like, you know, and so literally and it's like episode over, rewind. And then I go into the hospital and I'm like meeting DeLuca, meeting Bailey. Like I'm, I'm taking everything in and I'm like on Grey's Anatomy and they're introducing my character and I'm going to shoot five episodes leading up to what I know is I'm going to be laying in the floor having my face just destroyed and yeah. I may not live. Yeah. Oh my God. What? That's insane. Oh, well, I love, I love that. I love hearing that everyone was so nice. And I imagine it's mi- probably because they're just good people, but hospital shows, I feel like there's a new person on it every episode, mm-hmm. you know, cause there's, they can make any storyline they want. Mm-hmm. But Devin, did you watch it like a lot before you auditioned? So, um, I watched when I was a kid with my grandma, we watched it up until, um, so, so Denny died, you know, mm-hmm. and, we all, Denny yeah. Duquette. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and O'Malley died, you know, God, George. that episode. Yeah. And I, as a child, or however old I was, I'm just, I was so young. I was like one, you know, I was just kidding. <laughs> <Six> years old. <laughs> like, my first memories of Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> yeah, I think I was in the womb when I was watching it. And um, <laughs> I was watching it and just not knowing that it wasn't real life and not mm-hmm. knowing people weren't a part of my life. Yeah. And actually mourning. Like, and my grandma watched me do this and was like, you're not watching this show anymore. Oh, <laughs> so, grandma's like, your mental health is going, yeah. something happening here. Yeah, Momo, she really was like, we're not going to do this. And then, <laughs> so 007, when George died, I was like, the show was over for me until fast forward, I get the audition and I'm like, oh, well, let me catch up. I turn on the TV and I'm like, 15 episodes? I mean, 15 seasons? <laughs> I was going to say, you got a little bit to catch up on there. <laughs> Only a like, little bit. Let me start. Mm-hmm. And um, I started, I, I watched like season five. And I was like, I know I'm going to be in season 16. Let me just watch season 15 really quick. So I know like what's going on. And I was like, at the very least, my character doesn't need to know any of this because he's just a human. That's true. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He just needs to know that he's a doctor. Yeah. And um, so I came in on season 15 and there was one episode Debbie Allen was in and it was right before she was going to have her surgery and they were dancing in the OR and singing. Do you remember that? I remember that. I remember. Yeah. And it hit me like a ton of bricks and I'm sitting there watching them just sing and dance and move and she's like holding his face and and I was like it was literally that moment that I was like I felt so honored and privileged just to have the audition in my hand Mm -hmm. to go this is 
Wow. Yeah. Season 15 and they're still doing that. And then to see the hallway of women, you know? Yeah. Like, oh my God, yeah. Episode, and you're just like, you're still doing it. What? Mm-hmm. And then so I was like, let me jump back just to a random season. I don't know what season this was. But, because I was like, how is Ellen Pompeo still doing it, you know? Seriously. I, yeah. I jumped back and I don't know what season this is. Hopefully y'all are diehards, y'all know. But it's an episode where um, Meredith Grey is in like an operating room in the middle of the hospital. And there is a trauma patient who has PTSD in there. And he freaks out and ends up pulverizing her. Yes. Yeah, he attacks yes. her. Attack her and no one can hear it. And so then for the rest of the episode, you're watching it through her perspective and it's dead silent. And you're like, I literally to this day, don't know if I've watched a better episode of TV, like TV that mm-hmm. we were so inspiring. And so I didn't, it was actually one of the first conversations I had with Ellen Pompeo. I was standing next to her in the operating room and she is very, she's such a presence. So I'm like, it's her show. I need to be super respectful don't address her unless she addresses me. And I'm standing next to her. I'm like, I've been standing next to her for a while. I can give her a compliment, I feel. And I was like, I watched this episode of Grey's Anatomy. I know there's a lot, but it was one where, and she immediately knew what I was talking about. And she told me that um, that was an episode that she actually was really excited about and like pulled out all the chops. I want to say, I don't want to misquote her on this, but I want to say Denzel Washington directed that episode. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah, um, and so that's what she talked to me about. I, oh, I hope I said that right. But um, and she was just like, so I want. She wanted to do a really good job, and yeah. it was. And the episode was brilliant, like brilliant. Are you looking it up, Grace? I'm looking it up. Uh, yeah, it was called "The Sound of Silence." Yeah, did Denzel direct it? It was directed by Denzel. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. <laughs> It's just like, no, I've not seen every single episode of Grey's Anatomy. The ones I have have significantly impacted me. And then Mm. to get to be a part of the show was just something that, you know, they say don't meet your heroes. And I was so grateful that these people weren't my heroes, but they were people that I extremely respected. And then Mm -hmm. to meet them, to have Debbie freaking iconic Allen. My God. Like, Debbie Allen, I'm sitting in hair and makeup, and she specifically... It's not only executive producing it, she's a director, she's a dance icon, an actress, an all-around amazing person, and is a Texan. Comes into the hair and makeup trailer. I'm the only one there alongside the HMUs, and she goes, there's my sassy boy, and comes up to me just to greet me, like just to talk to me and get to know me. Uh And I was like, that's Debbie Allen. Yeah, (laughs) talking to me. (laughs) Your voice gets really, really high. <laughs> and she hugs me and it's like so warm and loving and is immediately like I got you like whatever mm-hmm. you need uh, like you are incredible incredible and then to meet it turns out I didn't know that her daughter Vivian Nixon was also on Grey's Anatomy and um and is one of the interns alongside so she well I guess we were residents like uh so she, um like, so when I came in, I, like, I was in DeLuca's year, um, I mm-hmm. think so. 
and um well you know I'm, i should know this um and so <laughs> jake and then um uh sophia and then i met vivian nixon and she like was just also so radiant and loving and nurturing and me jc jake and um uh vivi and sophia had left the show at this point um bailey fired her she's mm-hmm. very talented in that episode i was like good yeah. job uh, <laughs> very proud friend moment oh um, i know it was so it's she was so cool and then like we all became so close like like in in work and outside of work we were putting out videos and like like making tiktoks and like jc and jake i mean we still hang out and we're all in a group text still and um just became like actual friends and it was just so cool to go this show 16 seasons later i mean now 17 is still like iconic it's still creating friendships inside of the show it's still like the people who have been working on it are still so kind and compassionate and real people who actually want to make a change. And I mean, Krista Verna, like, you know, the showrunner and Debbie Allen, I remember it got to the point where we were reading the script that I was going to find out if I was dead or not. They were going to save Sims or I was going to die. And it got to the end and I lived. And I just was like, what? And someone came up and told me that Debbie Allen walked into all the writing rooms and told them that they couldn't kill me. What? And Krista told me that she's like, that they had initially written my character for him to die. And so to know wow. that like, I know, like to show up. Kevin, you have escaped death twice. You're almost <laughs> cancer and now you're show survival. Oh my I God. Know. How are I you know. doing they this? Stopped. It's all Claritin. It's all it's Claritin. Claritin. You guys, a car hits you, Claritin. 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 Um, and so, but to go like, what? And those like, and to hear, you know, Jesse Williams' voice in my head, you know, I was only in it for, I was only supposed to be in it for this many amount of episodes, but now I'm all these seasons later. So you never know. And then to go, I was only supposed to be in it for this amount of episodes. And at the end of the day, I think I was in like nine or 10 episodes, which was so amazing. And the pandemic hit and, you know, life happened and things got crazy. And a lot of rewrites happened, happened and I am still alive in the world. So there is a possibility that I could come back. But as of now, like, who knows? Yeah. Um, but just still to know that it was such a significant, like every single person on the show is from the writers to the showrunners to the assistants to lighting and crew and the directors, it's everyone is exists in excellence and i'm like that's the next show i'm on or if i go back to gray's like that's the hope that yeah. like the people around you will, you'll just be surrounded by excellence um oh, what a bar then, that that set it's standard come on standard yeah <laughs> the standards <laughs> yeah remember your standard and i'm like wow we just we started over at a higher standard and i love it my God. Well, That's that just so made great to hear. Yeah. Seriously. It and justifies know- watching the show for 17 years. Because if you came on yeah. here and were just like, everyone kind of sucked. Terrible. I'd be like, damn it. <laughs> well, and, and this isn't one of those like holiday, I mean, Hollywood things where I'm saying like nice things about them for the sake of saying nice things about them. Because honestly, mm-hmm. if I did have an, a bad experience, I wouldn't call people out, but I would, you know, in 2021 say some things. Yeah. yeah. That's just 
it was not the case. Like everyone seriously was so nice, including Ellen Pompeo, like mm. just. Well, I have to imagine that's part of the legacy and why it's still going. I mean, the viewers still love it, but I, if there was a really toxic behind the scenes environment, I feel mm. like that would come through or, or people would kind of start to feel that. And I've, I personally have never, I know all of the fans were like, my mom's always like, that show is still on. I'm like, yeah, because they're still <laughs> killing the it. <laughs> they're still killing the it. Fans are there. It's multi-generational. Like there are literally like 11 year old girls that are like, I'm obsessed with Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you are a fetus. You just, you're in the womb watching this show. What Honestly. Yeah. And I'm like, like just to also to go like, to see how much of an impact, like I was like, I could have been on any other show with the same significance and no one would have cared. Mm. But to know that it was this show with mm -hmm. this amount of all these people flocked. I mean, my hometown, I thought I was going to get the key to the city. Like <laughs> they were, I might be the most known person besides Des Bryant. Des Bryant mm. is from my hometown. Okay. Yeah. Um, but besides him, I might be the most known person that came out of my town. And <laughs> I'm like, I was a co-star on Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> you know, like, like, it wasn't even a guest. I wasn't even a guest. I was co-star and like, you know, yeah, it was a lot of episodes, but it was still so cool, like to go, wow, <laughs> what a world. Honestly. Because <laughs> it is just something, even if you've never seen an episode, everybody has heard about this show. Mm -hmm. And I imagine in quarantine, people probably started it because yeah. no one had anything else to do. And there's my mom did. Episode. I'm going to have to tell her not to listen to this because she's only on season five. George is oh. coming. George's 007's oh, no. coming. She does, she's not going to be oh. ready. Well, she will be pleasantly surprised in season 17 then. <laughs> that's true. So, like, Jump ahead, more season. <laughs> you'll yeah. get there soon. You'll cry, but you'll also have a smile waiting mm -hmm. for you. Like, mm -hmm. She'll um, be fine. Yeah, Wait, so I, I have to ask, because I've always been so curious. So I was going through your Instagram and you were tagged by like a medical advisor. So is there someone on set all the time, like making sure stuff is accurate, like medical wise? Yes. And literally I found this out almost like all the behind the scenes people are like licensed, like professionals in the medical industry. Really? So when we're like all the extras, like who are like, like Boki is a real nurse, Love you know, Boki. like, oh, is she? yeah. Or like actual licensed professionals who like know what they're doing because with what they have extras in the background, because it's a doctor show, they have to be doing things. And if they were just like, let's say, I mean, the people can't see me, but let's say I'm like, like, oh, you know, in the back. Yeah. So to keep it like authentic. And then there are real life medical advisors who are like, this is how you do this. This is how you do this. You cannot do it like this. It has to be done like this and this and this. And every episode, every doctor scene, the, actually the first scene that I was in was a surgery. And it was like, so intense. And I was like, <laughs> and I'm like having to say all these words like get him a CT Angio and, da, 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 da. and I'm like I don't even know what I'm saying like, did it make it harder to memorize it because you had no idea what those things were oh I have to imagine memorizing is so difficult on that show well well I think for new people yes for the people who've been in it forever they're like you know they are well versed and know they're doctors 
my favorite parts though were some of the table reads where for me um i was getting the script almost for the first time right there and i'd open it up and i'd have these like medical words i've never even seen before and it'd get like in front of everybody it'd be out loud and i'd go to talk and i'd be like and i'm like Ooh. You know? <laughs> it looks like that, it might sound this way is that not right you guys <laughs> and then i would get an email with like the phonetics and how to pronounce it and all this stuff oh like, my gosh and i was like oh they're so nice thank you oh <laughs> well, i love to know that it's authentic yeah and they have someone on set if you're mispronouncing words they'll tell you and um, oh, that's good thank yeah, they, god I mean, they're on it. It's like I said, excellence. There's a standard of excellence that is across the board, and it's it's amazing. It was such an incredible, incredible experience, and oh. you get to be. Able to they better bring you back. We're gonna write a letter. Yeah, we're gonna yeah <laughs> write a letter. Well, I'm still alive. That's the thing. I'm I, that's, still alive. So you're, that that's like I feel like in Grey's Anatomy terms, if you're still alive, you are coming back. Like they always mm -hmm. find a way to bring someone back. They're never gone. Yeah, because I mean, like the people who I guess the interns that didn't really show up again, where it's like me, Viv, and Alex, you know, and Alex yeah. on the show forever. And so who knows, like, and Vivian, she got pregnant in real life, mm. and I was like, uh, oh, and I know they brought on um, the new a new doctor um, who kind of looks like me. And so I was like, it could have just been really. Who knows what happened? Like, it could have been really complicated. And like, yeah, like yeah. And We're gonna write a letter. You need to come on. You need, you need to get Meredith off that beach, and you can come and sit. God, here. she's stuck on that beach. <laughs> Devin, yeah. go help her. <laughs> help me. I got you. Still on the beach. <laughs> COVID serious. They're taking COVID serious. You know? They really yeah. are. Yeah. And actually, at first, I didn't know how I. I was like, isn't TV supposed to be an escapism? But then, like, to see they were like really showing like a per like a like a literally an insight to like the real things that were happening and like didn't shy away from it were so just true and authentic in what they're doing in the telling of COVID-19 and its impact. Um, I'm like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. They definitely use that platform for, I mean, I guess I would say for maybe people who don't believe that it's as bad as it is, mm -hmm. that's something for them to watch and see, no, 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 this is what's happening. It's horrible. Mm -hmm. yeah. so maybe they gave kind of an inside look at that that's exactly it grace it's it's going if if you know all the horrors of COVID-19 maybe you don't need to watch this as intently you know because you need an escapism show but the major like middle America who are like it's made up it's not real this is um you know fake yeah. and and it, who are also major fans of Grey's Anatomy they turned it on and they see it and they're like being moved by these stories mm. and like wow I know this is made up television, but it is a direct depictment of what's going on in the world. And yeah, now I have a yeah, they touch on real subjects. Mm -hmm. And going back to like, it's just like when I moved to LA or, you know, we're all transplants when we all moved to LA and we only had our little world that we saw, mm -hmm. we were able to now see a bigger, a bigger world. And mm -hmm. that's what Raze is doing in terms of, you know, all the medical stuff that's happening. And it's, oh. it's they're doing such a good job with it. We're too. always going to love it. We're never going to not. Honestly, we're gonna write they could go for 20 so more letters. seasons and I'll watch it. So. <laughs> right? Like everyone's just like, all of all of the children have grown up to be doctors. It's mm -hmm. just like. Just, yeah. Meredith's kids can be the new like Grey's Anatomy. I'll still be here. 
Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> well, Devin, you mentioned you did watch a little bit of Grey's Anatomy growing up. Did you have like a favorite, some nostalgic like 90s, 2000s, like TV shows that you watched as a kid? Like what were your favorite shows? Um, Cat Dog, Angry oh Dog, <gasps> um, Cow and Chicken, Courage the Cowardly Dog. I watched, but did not enjoy. <laughs> I, I never got into that. Yeah, I never watched that one. It was kind of creepy. It was kind of creepy. It was terrifying. <laughs> terrifying. And I remember just sitting there petrified, like as a child and even knowing it wasn't for children. Being yeah. like, how is this justified? And why can't I look away? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it lasted. People couldn't look away. Mike Lou and Og on an island. No, okay. Ooh, just I know. Wait, 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 wait. What did you say, Mike? No, I know it looked like our Zoom froze, but we just don't know. We just what didn't that. know what you said. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Lou and I got an island, Mike. Okay. Like, like, no, uh, I've. Mike Lou and I got an island. I heard island and I thought you meant like Gullah Gullah Island. I was like, are oh. we somewhere else? Okay, so those are my cartoons. And then okay. I was a big fan of the. Uh, movie surfers on Disney Channel. Oh. Yes. Oh, movie surfers. Yeah, and I loved. Oh, what was it called? You know, it was in. It was right before a, a Disney Channel original movie would come on, and it would be this kid who would do all these like experiments and stuff, and you could do things with him. Um, do you know what I'm talking about? Mike Super Short Show. I was yes. just about to say, is it Mike Super Short Show? And with Allison Alice, Stoner. Allison Stoner. Yeah. Yeah, was like his sister on it. Yes. Uh -huh. Yeah, I loved Mike's super short show. Oh, oh wow, what these ones really Mike? take us back. I know. Where is Mike? Allison's is Mike? killing it. Where is Mike? We should reach uh, out to Mike. We're gonna try to find him. <laughs> yeah, he comes on the show. <laughs> I'm like Mike, super Mike's super short show. <laughs> and that's his contribution to the thing. <laughs> yes. Island, Mike's super short show. <laughs> it's perfect. Oh. You're going to have this theme song by the end. We're going to get it. We're going to get there. It's going to be a great theme song. Well, yeah. we don't want to take up too much more of your time, Devin, but little rapid fire round. Do you have like a favorite like boy band or like pop artist growing up? Currently or growing up? Okay. Anyone. Up, my favorite boy band was Boys to Men or NSYNC. Oh, you're an Ooh. NSYNC. There's a, we always love to know an NSYNC or Backstreet where people yeah, stand. Like in terms of like just, you know what? I think though, as a kid, I was confused. I didn't really, I knew Backstreet Boys were a thing. I didn't mm -hmm. know that their music didn't belong to NSYNC though. That's fair. You know? uh, that's fair. That's fair. So, um, I really just had like, I focus in on NSYNC and was just like, they're the world. But now when I was teaching soul and I would play music, a lot of it would be Backstreet Boys. And I'd be like, mm. oh, that's not NSYNC. Yeah. <laughs> you figured <laughs> it out eventually. <laughs> Honestly, no strings attached was the best oh my god so, it's, it's so, so good. good oh it's so good how about like a favorite snack food you ate as a kid like pop tarts dunker what did you say gogurt oh did you freeze them yes thank you thank you very oh, much <laughs> oh i love toaster strudels uh, oh my god I so still good have toaster strudels <laughs> and then and warheads Oh, I love this. Oh. oh my God. It's making my mouth. It's making me salivate thinking about it. Mm. I used to eat so many warheads. My tongue would like burn. Oh God. Yes. We get a tongue Actually, burn. 
I and know then I couldn't eat ketchup. Okay. I know it. Okay. And please tell me you know what they are. Oh my God. They're like Cheeto asteroids. And they were in these tubes and they also had 3D Doritos. Yeah. Yes. But yes. They're actually bringing back the 3D Doritos. I think they're back. They announced it a while ago. I don't know if they're, let's see, we got to go. They're coming back. back. Asteroids? I don't know. Which like I know. Oh, I know they're doing 3D Doritos. I swear I saw it that. Says that they're, it says that they're in, st- you can go to Target right now. It says, <laughs> pick up today. <laughs> <laughs> pick up today. Is it in a tube though? No, it's in a bag. Oh, oh no. Okay, you know, mind. we're not going to eat them. Probably taste different. It had yeah. the lid that you could pour them mm-hmm. into. Mm-hmm. And, man. Oh, uh, I remember that. That's my favorite snack. And then, about, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna, what about any games? Games that I would play? Yeah. Um, I want to, okay, listen, this is me being a liar. Mousetrap. But oh, um, I loved Mousetrap. I never played it. I just remember watching the commercials and being obsessed with them, wanting to play it. And okay. <laughs> so that was my favorite game to to tough dream about. It was like the, the the actor in you. You were like, I'm gonna pretend. I'm gonna play pretend and pretend that I love this game and play it every day. But I loved Pokemon and I loved Beyblades. Mm. Did you? I, I a, a, a what? Uh. Uh-uh. Okay. Okay. Were they the ones that would punch, punch each yeah. other? Yeah. I well, remember they, those. I remember the commercials for those ones. I also remember like sock and boppers, but they were boppers, sock and boppers. I don't remember if that was like a game or if you, if you wore sock and boppers. You did. You put them on you your wore, fist yeah. and you them up and you just went to town. <laughs> they really didn't do a lot to like stop the pain. No, you could no, still, no, it was still, still just, it was basically a regular punch. Yeah. <laughs> But then they parent still okay. Oh my god, yeah. That's true. <laughs> like, it's fine. It's a pillow fight. It's fine, honey. <laughs> we blew them up. Yeah, these kids are <laughs> punching each other. Uh-huh. Well, Devin, we know that you might not be able to tell any anything, but is there anything coming up for you? Anything you want to shout out? If not, that's totally fine. If you can't, don't say a thing. Um, I have some things. Mm-hmm. They're stirring around. Mm-hmm. Okay. The pot okay. is stirring. <laughs> the pot is stirring and things are happening. Um, we'll just tell people to follow you so that yeah. they know when they happen. Yeah. And you never know. You never know. <laughs> They're like, you never know when they might pop up. But uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think I'm very intrigued. It's going to be a really good, cool year. <gasps> or it's going to be great. Oh my so, God. Okay. That's a positive. We're really excited now. Yeah. Yeah. Everything it's, Everything in my life is on the app. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, well, so we, we cannot wait to see whatever the heck this is. <laughs> yeah. And hopefully it won't, uh, hopefully my mom will be able to watch everything. <laughs> I was just going to say, <laughs> circle it back. God, and we need to make sure mom can watch it. Cause I, I feel weird watching like certain movies and shows with my mom next to me. But if I was in it, that might take a minute to get my head around. Oh, I know for a fact, we never discussed it. I was like, there yeah. are, if any part of my downstairs, any part of my alphabet is the alphabet is on, is on TV, <laughs> I'm going to be like, do not pass go. Do not, not for you, mom. Just stop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was like, sorry. <laughs> Back to games. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah. 
So I everything is in the works. Nothing is yet to be confirmed, but I am like up for two things that I'm really excited about. Well, we're sending you all of the positive vibes, anything possible mm-hmm. that it all works out. And we're also going to right after this, write our letter to Shonda. Yeah, you can find our new petition, change.org. Mm-hmm. Shonda's not um, doing Grey's anymore. Oh yeah, so she's over at Netflix now, right? That's right. Yeah. Okay, well, we're going to write we're just gonna write so many letters to just everybody. Dear Shonda, can you pass this along to whoever this should go to? <laughs> to Debbie and to Krista and y'all. There you go, to Debbie and to Krista. Um, dear Ellen, dear Ellen Pompeo Ellen. herself. She's gonna be like, who? Like, no, Ellen. Ellen. <laughs> he stood next to you during this one surgery in that one episode. You I know this. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> Meredith Gray has not done that many surgeries. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And Grace watched yes. that one episode. I'm going to do it tonight. Like the second we get off this Zoom is what you should. No, be doing. I really, really will. I'm. I want you guys. I want you guys to be able to talk about it if you wanted to. I feel bad now. I should have watched it. No, it's okay because I'm not fully ready to process what I saw. And there's okay. probably a lot of people who listen who maybe aren't caught up. You're so right. We're doing so we a lot could of people have a favor. It. Okay. Yeah, and All right. My friend, and it was just like nobody wants to see. I don't want to see that. <laughs> but... Oh no! I need to. I'm going to watch today. I will. Well, Devin, we really can't thank you enough. Oh, no, of course. Thanks for asking me. It was great to be on it. Oh, this was so so much fun. I've I've literally had the most fun. I feel like we could talk all day, but we we won't because we should probably let you (laughs) go. We took over an hour of your time. I'm so sorry. (laughs) It's all good. Uh, It was great meeting you, David. Yeah, nice to meet you too. Stay safe, be well, and Take your Claritin. (laughs) Thank you, Devin. Bye. Bye. Okay, you guys, how much did you love Devin? Because we are obsessed with him. The fact that that was like over an hour is blowing my mind. Maybe after editing a little less, but. Oh my God. Well, we could have talked to him forever. We can talk about, we can talk about Grey's Anatomy forever. Doesn't matter when, where, who we're with. Let alone someone as awesome as Devin. The fact that it's, we've had this podcast for like two years and this is the first time we've ever actually talked about Grey's Anatomy. And then we had someone who was on Grey's Anatomy to talk about Grey's Anatomy. Uh, Dream come true. Dream come true. We've been, we almost have put this weird, I don't know, is it pressure on dedicating an episode or episodes to Grey's Anatomy? We just want it to be so perfect that we have yet to do it. So I think there's, this was a perfect way to intro ourselves into talking about it. There's a few things I feel like we've been like, oh, well, we want to talk about blah, 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 but we want to wait till we can get someone who was on a certain thing. And Grey's Anatomy is for sure one of those things. Oh my God. There's so many seasons, so many characters. And as you guys heard, Devin had nothing but amazing things to say about the people that he worked with, which just makes me so happy. Right? Like that alone. Oh my God. That alone. I, I so related to him though, when he was saying he had those moments where he was like, what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. I would constantly be like, oh my God, oh my God. It would be hard to focus on the work I was there to do. Yeah. Knowing well, like, that you were on such an iconic show. Well, even like, you know, you were talking about being at the Grammys. I feel like even like whenever, because we've both done like different award shows, even like just being at a set like that for a day, I'd be like, what the hell? <laughs> like, it's I remember so like, oh, there's whatever celebrity. And then it's just like, you're just there. 
oh my God, I was literally thinking to myself, why am I standing across the room from Taylor Swift? What, like, why am I here? This is mm-hmm. weird that I'm in the same room. So I'm sure he had so many of those moments. I just can't imagine what it would be like standing next to Ellen Pompeo as, <gasps> as not just Ellen Pompeo, like- As Meredith Grimm. As Meredith. In an operating room. In an operating room. And you push know one she of said, push one of Epi. <laughs> You guys heard when we talked to Devin about the doc, the real doctors that were on set that helped them and the language they had to learn. The only thing David and I retain is push one of Epi. So we're good Honestly, for that. <laughs> I, 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 I am ready to scalpel. Mm-hmm. Scalpel and push one of Epi and then give me another scalpel, please. He's coding. He's coding. <laughs> <laughs> I would be the worst doctor. You guys. <laughs> you guys, he's coding. You Can guys, he's coding. Can you hand me the paddles? Just give me one or two or both. I think I need both paddles. And then he's Bag coding, him. okay? <laughs> bag him? Isn't that a saying? Do I don't know. It that? sounds like you're going to put him in a bag. I, isn't that what they like, you know? In a, I don't know. Bag him. Tube him. You might be right. Tube, <laughs> tube him. <laughs> tube him on up. Push another one to Epi, y'all. Push, you, know, you know what I'm going to say. Push another one and then bag him. <laughs> We're gonna, we should stop. We should stop. Um, um, if we ever are on Grey's Anatomy, we will need help with the dialogue. <laughs> we'll sure. need, we will be calling Devin back. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of Devin, because this whole episode is about him, what a segue. We, we got to work on our segues. Um, I know. Sp- speaking of Devin, the person we just interviewed, check out his Instagram. He is at the Devin Way. He spells his name D-E-V-I-N. So look up the Devin Way. Guys, if there isn't enough reasons to love Devin... Devin's Instagram is super fun. And on his story, it's always full of memes and gifts. And they're so funny. He just is really funny and he has a great sense of humor. And honestly, like I said, just the highlight reel for Grey's Anatomy is worth it alone. But make sure you're nice and respectful because his account is monitored by his parents. Okay. <laughs> and you, you heard that his mom knows what's up and she's going to come find you if you're mean to Devin on his Instagram, because she monitors it. So be nice. Be nice, you guys. And take your Claritin. This episode is not sponsored by Claritin, but it really did take a turn to make it seem like it was. But it saved Devin's take, life. I used to take Claritin. I took it all you the time. You know what's it interesting? Really help me. And I didn't think about this until now, or I, or I would have brought it up. I had the opposite. I had allergies back home in Illinois, and then they went away when I moved out here. I thought you were going to say, like, you had allergies. You thought it was allergies, but it was cancer. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Um, I had the same thing. I had I have horrific. If I had cancer, did you would you think that I you wouldn't be know. one of my first calls? Or maybe it was like a childhood moment. I don't know. I can't even think about it. We're no, I on. just I took Claritin. That's that's all. Okay. Follow Devin. <laughs> yeah, at the Devin Way. And if you're gonna write in like us, make sure it's not directly to Shonda Devin. Clear that up for us and just put it out in the universe. We want Dr. Blake Sims back. Yeah, maybe like let's start like a maybe like a viral like a Twitter campaign or like um like like a, a change.org, you know, because you can change your life with change.org petition. Mm-hmm. That's not what they're saying. Um maybe like an Instagram thing with like a hashtag bring mm-hmm. back Blake. Yeah, and if anyone is gonna find a way, it's Devin Way. And on that <laughs> Let's wrap this episode. <laughs> We're going to head on out of here. Make sure you follow us at BTTB Podcast on all the things or just go to our website, www.bttbpodcast.com. It's a one-stop shop. Follow us on TikTok. You guys, if you haven't checked out 
Vital Proteins on TikTok. Check them out. They shared our video on their TikTok. It's, you know, our dream is to be like Jennifer Aniston and we're getting there day by day. And thanks to Vital Proteins, we can. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to go. Thank you so much. Devin, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you all for listening. And, and uh, gonna, yeah, yeah, just, you know what, what, well, you know what, you know what, you know what, you should just join us next week <laughs> where we are going to keep taking you back to the best. Bye you guys. Bye. Bye.